Morning Glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Thursday, 25th day of February 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right there. Present and accounted for. Big J, the Treasure Valley lives vicariously through you, so please describe your Wednesday in elaborate detail. Uh, it was great. We had our, uh, our recently moved out kid. She came over uh, and spent the night. Hang out with us. Uh, in, uh, in in a weird kind of way, uh, brought her cat to hang out with the other cats. They miss each other. All right. Allegedly. What did the cats do? They hung out, played. Nice. And what did you do that, now that your daughter's moved out? How did you spend that quality time well, together? We, we had dinner, and then um, we watched some TV. Just kind of, you know, did what we would normally do. Nice. And then... Uh, What's the Big J family screening like? Well, they wanted to watch uh, this show on Netflix called Get Organized. So I just kind of follow along. It's a show about um, the, these two ladies who, who uh, are experts in organization. Uh-huh. And so they help celebrities organize their closets. Well, thank God. What celebrities were featured on the shows you watch? Let's see. Uh, the first one is uh, Reese Witherspoon, who actually is an executive producer of the show. So, uh, but it's uh, a ringer. Yeah, and then uh, you had Khloe Kardashian. Okay. Um, and a couple other people. Anybody that, that we've heard of? heard of? No. no. So we're using the word celebrity liberally outside of Reese Well, I would say those two right there are pretty huge mega Yeah, but one's an executive producer, so it doesn't really count. Sure does. If it's your show. It's still a celebrity. Then, then it's your Don't show. Don't make me defend the damn show. I wanted you to. I wanted you to tell me how much you enjoyed it. I don't enjoy it, but they do. Uh, and today is my mother-in-law's birthday, so yeah. happy birthday, D. So everybody's coming over. Nice. Some, uh, some some burgers and hot dogs on the Traeger. I'm excited. Looks like it's going to be a busy Thursday for Radio Yeah, how about BJ. you? What did you do Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, I ended up uh, going home. Uh, and I, I in, in, a, in a pure, I believe, cry for help. Uh, I know oh, you need to come over for dinner. No, then? no, no. I I was like I was really uh, jonesing for a meatloaf sandwich, and I don't know oh why. Oh my god, that would be delicious. So I made I made meatloaf last night. Uh, homemade meatloaf. I had never done that before. Um, oh, I'm, uh, no, no, no. Because oh. nobody else but me liked meatloaf. I and know so, how you feel. And so it was like it was like what was the point of me making a big meatloaf? And then I did. And uh, and 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 when the second I was done, I was like, why did I make this gigantic meatloaf? There's just it's just me. That was really really dumb. But my meatloaf sandwich was delicious, and I will have meatloaf sandwiches for the next three days. Okay, let me ask you. So you made the meatloaf? Yes. Now, yes. how did you did you just take a slice of meatloaf and make a sandwich, or did you, you know, because uh, what I like to do is you know the leftover meatloaf that you might have, then you fry it up a little bit. Uh, and then you make it into a sandwich. I don't, I don't fry it up, no. But, uh, uh, but I mean, well, first of all, the meatloaf sandwich I had last night was right out of the oven. So I just sliced it up and I threw it on some bread, and that was my meatloaf sandwich with uh, some ketchup. But uh, to, when I when I do the leftovers, it will it will merely just be reheated. I've never refried meatloaf. It feels like it's it's got enough grease already. Why would you want to refry? Well, that's it? how they usually do it. Uh, yeah. Well, I just I just heat it up. You put some mashed potatoes on it. Uh, no, I did not make. No. Listen, that that's a whole other ordeal. I do not need a whole ridiculous this amount of mashed potatoes either no it was just simply uh the sandwich that i was craving in the sandwich that i had and uh, i know some people like to put a bunch of stuff on their meatloaf sandwich me just give me some ketchup in between two slices of bread and i'm good to go uh but it was good my only complaint was i don't think i diced my onions enough the the onions were too thick does that make sense yeah yeah it does and it was uh it, it didn't feel like i mean it was fine it didn't affect the the taste of it by any stretch but it was just one of those deals where it was like if i could do it all over again i would slice i would dice it a little bit more than, than how I cut my onions. And that's the kind of riveting radio you're going to get today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Those other idiots out there are talking about this <laughs> high-quality content. On top of that, you get a nerd alert today. You also get a chance to qualify for some bogus basin spring passes and skiing passes as well as season passes for next year, too. It's a pretty awesome deal that we're doing. We'll do that with Pop Culture Smackdown today. Should be a good show. We also play music like Green Day. Welcome to Paradise here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's do some important stuff, which, by the way, is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured in a car accident due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 
at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, it's only a matter of time. We knew it was coming, and now it looks like it's officially here, at least according to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare and the Central District Health. They announced yesterday that uh, the Treasure Valley has its first confirmed case of the UK variant of the coronavirus. A news release said the person is an adult female living in Ada County who traveled out of state, and it was believed that she was exposed while she was traveling. Any other information about the woman is confidential, will not be released. Of course, uh, what makes this one different than the one that we have been battling? Well, the UK variant is known to spread much, much easier and quickly than the other variants of the virus. The release says this variant was first detected in the United States at the end of December of last year. CDC reports that there are about 1,800 cases of the UK variant in 45 states to date. Release says that people are encouraged to get the COVID-19 vaccine when it's their turn because there is evidence that authorized vaccines will help uh, protect people from various uh, from virus variants. So it's a good idea to get vaccinated uh, no matter what. Uh, I know there are some uh, detractors, and I, I suppose that's your opinion, but um, it, it is one of those deals where there is some evidence to support that the vaccine that's out there will protect you from the variants as well. And as Jay mentioned yesterday, as people are getting it two, three times sometimes, uh, if you've had it once before, it does not make you immune to it. So probably a good idea to get yourself vaccinated and protected uh, no matter what, when it is your turn. When when it is your turn. (laughs) Yes, please do not skip the line. Uh, You can get more information about it all over the outline. Uh, so you find out where you are and who's available to get vaccinated right now. The NFL and team owners want to begin a 17-game schedule starting next season, according to the Washington Post. A 17-game regular season would likely have a shortened preseason, reduced by one game to three. The most recent collective bargaining agreement ratified last March gave the NFL the right to implement a 17-game season, with players getting financial concessions in return. So that's the idea, and it looks like it's going to start happening last year. Big J. Who was right on this show yesterday? Me. Both of us. Because guess who was uh, named to the All-Star game yesterday as an injury replacement? Uh, Luka Doncic. No, he was already on the oh. All-Star game uh, as a starter. Devin Booker, the guy I said who was snubbed yesterday. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Uh, Good he, job. He ended up getting in when uh, Anthony Davis announced that he would not play in next month's NBA All-Star game. Of course, he has been out for a while for the Lakers. Adam Silver shows, chose Booker as Davis' replacement one day after Booker was snubbed by the league's head coaches for a reserve spot in the All-Star game, which will be played March 7th in Atlanta. So there's that. And another follow-up to a story we talked about yesterday during Bad Impressions. Uh, they trolled us with some fake titles for the third Spider-Man movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's not going to be Phone Home or Home Wrecker or Home Slice. No. We have an official title. It will be called Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and so they released a video of it yesterday of, uh, you know, Tom Holland and uh, the, uh, the one of his co-stars as well, uh, Zendaya. Uh, Jacob uh, Badaton was also in it. And uh, they, they announced the official title. It is uh, No Way Home for Spider-Man. And it will also come out on December 17th. I don't know if we had a release date. I can't remember if we had an official release date. But now we do uh, December 17th. So it will be the fourth and final Marvel movie released in 2021, if all goes as planned. Black Widow is slated for um, May, and that will be the first Marvel movie that is released in this particular year, with three more to follow, if all goes well. Were you keeping track of all the hexagons? Uh, I was not. I was not. Is there, Are there some? <clears throat> yes. In what? In the background on the board. Oh, of, of the video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 didn't, I did not notice. There you go. Uh, that attaches itself, of course, to WandaVision, where the hexagons play a very big part in uh, at least the uh, plot point of that particular show. New episode tomorrow, by the way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Jay's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Man, uh, Nick, sooner than later, picking a streaming service uh, to pay for is going to be like trying to decide which kid to 
pay for college and you can only pay for one. Do you think there's actually somebody out there that only has a streaming service? No, but I mean, you know, there's so many now and they, they yes. have so many different things that you can't have them all. Otherwise, you'd be back in the old days when you were paying like uh, 170 bucks for cable, right. you know? Uh, and, and this news doesn't make it, these decisions even any easier. Paramount Plus, the renamed streaming service formerly known as CBS All Access, which encompasses all of Viacom, CBS Networks, and brands, is getting a huge assortment of new major theatrical films, Nick. So Variety and Deadline report that Mission Impossible 7, A Quiet Place 2, and the Paw Patrol movie are slated to release on Paramount Plus a mere 45 days after their theatrical debut, with Variety noting that Paramount will look to 30 days for most titles and 45 days for tent poles. So that's not very much time at all after a release. No. And are they exclusive? Like the only way you'll yeah. be able to watch these? Wow. Oh, I, I would imagine so. Then, you know, the standard, I don't know what the standard time for like it to get on to Redbox and those sort of things, but uh, I would say that 45 days is, is pretty fast. A new Beavis and Butthead movie, a Workaholics movie with the original cast, and a new Paranormal Activity movie along with a, a Pet Cemetery movie will forego theaters and exclusively release on Paramount+. Plus. So the Hollywood Reporters also states that James Bond, No Time to Die, also eventually will land on Paramount Plus thanks to a new deal between Paramount and MGM. So you'll probably more than likely be able to find all the James Bond movies on this as well. The James Bond movies are everywhere right now, though. Sure. I sure. wonder if that's an exclusive deal as well, like with your back catalog anyway. Uh, probably. Because they're like on they're on Amazon. They're on like a bunch of yeah. free streaming apps as well. We'll see uh, how that develops. Uh, and uh, the the grandfather of the Battle Royale, Nick, the Players Unknown Battlegrounds game, is heading to mobile platforms with a new game. It's called PUBG New State. The developer announced the game this morning with a short trailer. It included some things that PUBG players might be used to, like furious gunfights, vehicular chases, a bit of silliness mixed in along the way. One thing the trailer does make clear right away is that it's definitely not the same setting as PUBG Mobile that's available now. Players Say are, your granddaddy's PUBG, yeah. baby. While the environment's still a little grimy, there's some new shiny technology everywhere and everything looks to be a little more futuristic than the current game. Uh, PUBG New State is set in the near future of 2051. It means plenty of changes have uh, happened in the world since the original PUBG Mobile. Players will jump into a huge new map called Troy and will include new vehicles, weapons, and equipment as well as plenty of areas to explore. And uh, New State also introduces a few features to PUBG Mobile series, including combat roles, drones, a shield, and new ways to customize your weapons with things like fire mode selectors and grenade launchers. New State will only be heading to mobile devices, including Android and iOS tablets and phones, uh, set to launch sometime here in 2021. Have you ever played? Oh, yeah. Do you enjoy? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Sure. I mean, I I, I haven't really played it uh, a whole lot um, on console. The mobile game uh, is fun, but uh, we'll see what this brings about. I mean, it's free to play. Is so. it like one of the games that you go back to a bunch? Or no, you, okay. no, no. So you've been there, done that kind of thing. Yeah, especially the the main release for PUBG. There's so many so many glitchiness and, and just problems with the game. It just wasn't worth it. Uh, Konami is capitalizing on the Frogger brand, Nick, for a new reality competition series for what? Peacock. Yeah. NBC Universal Streaming Service, uh, the classic arcade game, will be adapted into TV show Frogger, described as a fierce and ridiculously fun competition in which contestants compete in 12 themed obstacle courses, and yes, that includes dodging treacherous traffic. That seems awful. Uh, probably not real traffic, but I'm, they're, like, they're totally stealing this, stealing this from the Seinfeld episode. Uh, <laughs> according to new release, Frogger con contestants will also have to leap over snapping gators and hop over hungry hippos to conquer the course. Presumably, those wild animals will be simulated <laughs> as a part of a relatively safe obstacle course in the vein of Wipeout, most extreme elimination challenge at American Ninja Warrior, in part because Peacock pitches its new game show as, quote, a wild, whimsical Frogger world. Unquote. Okay. I mean, I, I, when you said it, I automatically thought Wipeout, which kind of makes sense. It's just people, yeah. you know, dressed up as stuff, trying to overcome obstacle courses and failing and everybody laughing at them. So I, I suppose that's Listen, really more like it is than it is a Frogger video Just game. get Joe Testatore and Rob Riggle to be the announcers. Do you remember, like, what, because the Frogger had a little bit of a plot, right? I mean, not the first one, obviously. You're just trying I to get don't, a, I But don't I remember. thought, like, the subsequent sequels, you had to, like, get to, like, your mate. 
on the other side, if that makes sense. Do you remember that? Yeah, Like the no. female frog in, in a couple of the other things? I don't remember that. Uh, I used to really like Frogger. Yeah, I was never no, was really fun. good at it, but I used to really enjoy it. Uh, favorite video game growing up, arcade style, Big J? Uh, I... I'm mean, gonna probably say Spy Hunter. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'll take Paperboy like for the block. Wheel. Yeah, yeah. Paperboy, same mean, thing as me. Paper I had the Boy bike too. thing. Yeah. Uh, that I enjoyed very much. Although I never was a Paperboy, strangely enough. That's your nerd alert, courtesy of Radio's Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff. Plus, we're going to hell. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by. The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Good to know you're not alone if you're starting to get real tired of video conferences and Zoom calls. Stanford University researchers found that there are four main reasons why video chats are starting to really get in on our nerves. Number one, there's too much close-up eye contact. I didn't know this, but uh, eye contact is highly intense on your brain. What happens is uh, it just starts, you focus too much on the eyes and it causes you to get a lot of headaches. Uh, Factor in the fact that it's happening on a screen and it's not great for your eyes. So these Zoom conference calls, if you're on a bunch of them, can really start to mess with your head, headache style. Number two... Apparently, we hate seeing ourselves during video chats, Big J, and that can pop up constantly. And uh, in real time, it can also be fatiguing. Studies have found that seeing your reflection repeatedly makes you become more critical of yourself. So there's that. Number three, video chats dramatically reduce the usual mobility. For instance, you know, if you're on a video call, you can't really move around as much as you could if you were in a meeting because you have to stay within this particular small camera view of things. And that makes things difficult. And number four, the cognitive load on your brain is a lot higher in video chats because we have to work harder to send and interpret gestures and nonverbal cues. So it's a lot more work to go into these uh, video chats as well. Stanford says there's good news. There are ways to deal with certain issues. Certain things can be remedied by existing features on video chat platforms. For example, uh, there's a hide self button on Zoom, which actually allows you to hide the view of your own face while chatting. Because, you know, sometimes when you're doing these meetings, the second you start talking, your big old face pops up on the screen and that's all you see. Well, that can be a bit, you know, I guess... Mm, off-putting if you're not used to it. Yeah, if you're ugly. And so uh, you can change that setting to make sure that happens. Uh, But otherwise, researchers say that we'll adapt to using video calls more comfortably. Uh, But Stanford University did say this is uh, something that is kind of like history repeating ourselves, where there was a piece of technology that kind of was out there but not used in mass until it started popping up everywhere and people started to really get nervous about them. And I would love to hear the story about this. Because uh, I didn't know it, but they equated to when elevators first came around. Uh, elevators were not necessarily a staple in, in places, even large buildings back in the day when they first came out. They were kind of like uh, almost like swimming pools early on where like not everybody had them, just fancy people did. And so they weren't everywhere. And then all of a sudden they just kind of popped up and everybody started using elevators. And a lot of people were freaked out by them. Uh, because listen, they, they've always used stairs, right? It's a piece of technology. There's a lot of trust that goes into an elevator, yeah. and you don't think about that sometimes. And so uh, I would love to hear the story of people like freaking out in elevators back when they first kind of happened, because that kind of like stuff. Screaming is, the whole not, way, not screaming, ah! but you know, just the just the. The, the, the kind of fear that goes into it. I think I told you this. Uh, last time I went to Vegas, uh, you were in the bathroom when we flew together. We, in, in the after, Not in the plane. No, not in the plane. At the <laughs> airport, you had to go to the bathroom, and we were down by the baggage claim. And uh, Vegas is one of those places where, you know, obviously a lot of international travelers kind of a thing. And I saw a woman that clearly had never seen an escalator in her life. Oh, man. And it was riveting. I mean, she was just like, you know, she was there with a couple other people and they were trying to explain to her she was an older person I would put her probably in the 60s, 70s and she just had never encountered an escalator before clearly from another country as well and so she was just number one like flabbergasted by it and then number two trying to understand how it worked and and kind of work up the trust that involves with you getting on a moving set of stairs and it was 
amazing. I think I told you when you came out of the bathroom, I'm like, I saw the most amazing thing. Somebody trying to negotiate their first ever yeah. escalator as an adult. And she did it, but she was clearly frightened. And they had she like they had people like holding her from the front and the back to make sure she knew she wasn't going to fall. And, you know, one of those deals, it was incredible. And I was like, wow, that's right. I mean, we some people haven't encountered these yeah, things before. You, you take stuff for granted sometimes. That's right. And Zoom meetings apparently are just like that. Chicago White Sox said yesterday that first baseman Jose Abreu, the reigning American League MVP, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Rick Hahn is the general manager of the White Sox, and uh, Abreu apparently is completely asymptomatic, according to him. Testing shows he has uh, antibodies, which means he probably had a mild case in January. He's going to spend a few days away from the team as uh, spring training opens up. Uh, manager Tony La Russa said, uh, who am I? Uh, and then he said he'll likely join the team by Monday. So he'll be back in no problem whatsoever. Well, if you were a fan of the new Borat movie on Amazon Prime, don't expect a follow-up. Sasha Baron Cohen says he is officially retiring the character of Borat. He talked about it on Entertainment Tonight. Uh, he said specifically because uh, during the filming of the second movie, it, quote, just got too dangerous. Uh, and so uh, there were a couple of times where I had to put on a bulletproof vest to go and shoot a scene, and you don't want to do that too many times in your life. He says he was pretty lucky, lucky to get it out this time, so no, he's not doing it again. He's going to stay with the scripted stuff, so fans will just have to enjoy 2006's Borat and the 2020 sequel, because that's going to do it for the character, at least in movie form. You may see him pop up a couple of times doing some uh, like internet things or short videos, but nothing to the point where he's going to make another movie, so that's going to do it for the Borat character. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Madras, Oregon is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh. Not too far away. I don't know if it's Madras or Madras, but either way, it's a city about 125 miles southeast of Portland is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story because we have a new record, but not the kind of record you want to set. 28-year-old Nathan Danzuka has set the record for highest blood alcohol content ever recorded under a DUI arrest. Oh, my. Uh, It's a new record for extreme DUI. The motorist's blood alcohol level was measured at .77, which is nine times the legal limit. A reminder that the legal limit is .08. So, again... He had a .77, which means almost 1% of his blood was alcohol, Big J, which is yeah, how is incredible. He alive? That is exactly what uh, police are wondering. They're like, we have no idea how this dude is still alive. According to investigators, uh, the driver was involved in a hit and run, shockingly enough, uh, in the particular city. Upon locating the suspect's vehicle, which was a Ford Explorer, Cops then sought to pull over the driver, but he sped away. A short chase ended when the man, who cops described as, quote, highly intoxicated, lost control of his car and crashed into a concrete barrier. It was a single car accident. Thankfully, he didn't hurt anybody else. The driver was subsequently transported to a local hospital for a medical evaluation. That is where a blood sample was taken, and it showed his blood alcohol level was 0.778. Now, also keep in mind that he wasn't tested until about an hour to an hour and a half after he crashed. So he probably was sitting in north of 8.8 when he actually got into the accident and was behind the wheel of the vehicle, which is dumb. Officers also found several alcoholic beverage containers within the vehicle, according to the Warm Springs Police Department. The motorist is facing multiple criminal charges. He also was driving on a suspended license. You want to know why his license was suspended, Big J? I'm going to guess driving under the influence? Correct. He had a prior DUI uh, just four months ago that suspended his license. Uh, Nathan apparently did not learn his lesson and drove even more hammered. In case you were wondering, Big J, the previous world record was also set in Oregon for some reason. Back in 2007 by an Oregon woman who had uh, a .72 blood alcohol content it took 14 years for that record to be broken and it was broken by a dude in oregon with a 0.77 before that uh the record was 0.708 by a south dakota woman in 1999 Uh, all these people somehow lived to tell the tale but a reminder by your friendly 
boarding DJs, it's not a great idea to get behind the wheel uh, if you are absolutely hammered. And there is no way that these people could be described as anything other than that. So do not drink and drive. There's so many options out there, guys. So many. More than ever. Yes. It's not like you just have to call a cab anymore. And wait, Ubers are minutes away on the power of your own phone. Just take care of it that way. Lyft, Uber, something. Call a friend. But there's no question that this is a terrible idea. Thankfully, nobody else was hurt. And this dude wasn't that banged up either, all things considered, which is crazy. But do not drink and drive, and it's not the kind of record you want, right? No, you don't want that. Thank you very much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Another episode of Detective Big J is coming up next on the X-Rock. Rob Zombie, King Freak, here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And much like uh, TV's Homicide Hunter and Detective Joe Kenda, Big J. Uh, we call on you. Listen, I, I'm only, not that good. Only one man that can solve some of the world's strangest problems. It is Detective Big J, and we have another issue that we need your a professional opinion on. Okay. This one is from Russia. You may not know this, Big J, but Russia has for years, doesn't matter where you go, if it's a developed city, they have a real wild dog issue you understand uh-huh. they travel in packs it happens pretty much in a bunch of cities and uh there's something interesting happening in uh, a particular eastern russian town called dejerik it's about 242 miles east of moscow and something bizarre is happening to the wild dogs there and they are looking for help a bizarre phenomenon has occurred whereas uh they have a bunch of wild dogs in that town but Big J, what makes it unique is these dogs, wild ones in particular, are turning blue and pink inside and out. And I'll let you figure that one out on your own. But it's happening basically, uh, it started about six months ago. They they have an idea as to why the blue is happening. Uh, and I'll give you the idea why. So uh, what happens in this town is they are near a abandoned chemical plant. Okay, and uh, it manufactured highly toxic hydrodryonic acid, which is a core ingredient in a uh, color blue dye called Prussian blue. Experts believe this detail explains why some of the pups are now blue in and out, meaning when I say that, it means not only are they blue on the outside, but also uh, their excrement is blue that they're seeing all over the streets. So they're like, something is going on. So they don't know what's happening because the chemical plant has been shut down for years and they haven't had any problems until the last six months. So it kind of explains either they're getting into something or they found something that would explain the blueness. But the company never manufactured anything that had anything to do with the color pink. So they have no idea why the pinkness is happening. According to the head physician of the veterinarian hospital there, uh, they blame the blue on some sort of chemical, but the pink is a mystery. And the good news is none of this appears to have harmed the animals physically, internally, or externally. So it's not doing any damage to them. It's just tainting their outside and their insides a particular color. So, Detective Big J, explain the pink dogs to us. Well, my, my, my. (laughs) <laughs> That's a detective joke and a joke. Um, I, you know, I would say the pink. It's the uh, and here's the thing: you you don't mix blue with anything to get pink, right? So that is a, a curious thing altogether. Other, unless of course, uh, this this pink is coming from some sort of chem- chemical weapon uh, that was being developed at this chemical plant, and that it isn't really shut down. That they're continuing to build weapons of mass destruction, and these dogs are actually guard dogs of this particular site. So the dogs are pinkos as well, and that's why they're yeah, turning yeah, pink. they're pinko commie dogs. Case closed. All right. You heard it here first. I have no idea why the dogs are pink and blue. No, that's the point of uh, Detective Big J. You have no idea why any of this stuff happens. It's just a Big J theory. And the theory is chemical weapons are being produced at the plant that's been shut down for years, and the dogs are turning pink because of it. There you go. There you go. It's a theory, at least. No, that's fact. Work with that. Russian police and detectives and veterinarians. I am happy that it's not affecting the dogs, at the very least. It'd be much, much sadder if it were. Well, I mean, they're wild dogs. Yes, and but also, you know, they're clearly... I mean, it may not be doing anything right now, but I, it can't be great 
for whatever's going on that it's changing their internal and external chemistry. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and that they just roam free and take whatever they want. Including chemicals. And weapons, apparently. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Another case solved. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, if there's one thing the world needs, it's another dating app, and finally we have it. Oh, good. What's this one, man? There's a brand new one called Snack. And it's looking to appeal to the younger generation. So get out of here, old man. The app allows users to upload only videos of themselves to their profiles instead of uploading pictures. Singles can like each other's videos and share comments. A match is made when two users like each other's videos, at which point they'll be able to direct message each other. The free app, it seems like it's really trying to appeal to those who love the TikTok kind of thing. Right. It's also prompting users to show their fun side, the serious side, likes, dislikes, show who you really are in video form, short video form, mind you. And then you can post it to this app for free. And then uh, it really isn't any different than the other stuff out there. I mean, all the other apps let you attach videos as well. It's just not a lot of people do it. This is video only. I would say it's a lot more difficult to, to, to hide and to lie in a video. You know what I'm saying? If you post pictures, you can post older pictures of yourself. Well, you can post old videos, oh, too. Oh, okay, sure. You can filter yeah, videos I, as well. I mean, yeah, kind of. But uh, I'm saying here, the the, the chance of you know, the, the true fraudulent profile, very unlikely here. True. Uh, and, uh, and so there's another option out there for you if you are looking and apparently uh, like to should, do videos. Should we put together a video for Randy? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think he's got his own issues. And he does his own videos on his Instagram anyway. People are looking for him. You can find him there. You might need help with it. At RoboRandy. Devin Booker is headed to the All-Star Game. He has been named as a replacement for Anthony Davis for the Western Conference. Adam Silver named Booker as Davis' replacement one day after he was snubbed by the league's head coaches. That game is going to be played March 7th in Atlanta. NFL team owners want to begin a 17-game schedule starting next season. A 17-game regular season would likely have a shortened preseason reduced from uh, three games from four. The most recent collective bargaining agreement ratified last March gave the NFL the right to implement a 17-game season, and players will get additional financial compensation because of it. Uh, but the NFL's got some bigger fish to fry. They have to figure out the salary cap yet. I mean, it's so fun. Uh, we can talk about free agency all we want, but the NFL teams have no idea how much they have so to spend. So, 180 million. No, they it's already came out and said when? It. yesterday, last week. No, no, it's that. That's not. That's not true. Because I was just looking yesterday, and they they haven't announced it yet. They think it's going to be anywhere from 180 to 190 something, but they haven't set it in stone just yet. And they're hoping to get it all figured out. Uh, we talked a little bit about Paramount Plus earlier this morning on your Nerd Alert, and Big J talked about all the movies and stuff happening, but one of the big things people tend to be excited about, I guess, is they have also announced that they're going to do a Frasier reboot, Big J, and they're bringing back Kelsey Grammer to play Dr. Frasier Crane uh, in a sitcom-type series. It ran from 1993 to 2004. It was a Cheers spinoff, and it apparently will be returning to the uh, streaming network beginning this summer. Nothing has been disclosed about the story or the reboot. Uh, Grammer had previously said that any return wouldn't be set in Seattle, where Frasier originally took place, and the character also would not still be a radio psychiatrist, so he's moved on from that. It's not clear if any of the other original characters in the show, David Hyde Pierce, Jane Levies, uh, or anybody else will be involved in the Frasier reboot. Of course, uh, John Mahoney, who played Frazier's dad, one of the iconic characters in the show, passed away in 2018, so he will not be involved in the program. So we'll see where it goes. Right now, Kelsey Grammer is the only one involved. But this is the part where I tell you, Big J, uh, much like Friends, I have never seen a full Frasier episode. Never, yeah, watched, never watched Frasier uh, as part of my, uh, my TV 90s kind of impact. I mean, but you watched Seinfeld. I loved Seinfeld. 
But wasn't it on after Seinfeld? I don't. I don't think. I know Friends was on before it for a while, but I again, Friends never really appealed to me, and and Frasier was just not something that I. I mean, that I I, 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 uh, I liked Frasier. You did? Yeah. Uh, so are you into this? Sure. Yeah. I mean, apparently, I'm gonna have to get Paramount Plus now too. <laughs> if only for Mission Impossible, you'd get it. Now you factor in the Frasier stuff, and you're all on board. Uh, it doesn't even premiere the network until next month, but uh, it apparently will be coming out, uh, or they're going to start filming in the summer, and you can expect something maybe later this year, maybe early 2022, but Frazier's coming back. Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and here you go. A chance for you to get qualified for a uh, winter 2021-22 and spring 2021 season pass. Value of 478 bucks. Uh, you want to get out there, start skiing and riding thanks to Bogus Basin. We'll hook you up with a, a night pass here if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. And I'm feeling pretty wry right now. All right. So guaranteed night skiing coming your way for sure for you. And then qualified for this beautiful season pass. Of which we have three to give away, by the way. And we're going to do that on Monday of next week. So if you want to play, you're going to have to know your Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. We'll start with multiple choice for the listeners. Not for you, Big J. Hello, what? DX. Hello, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, what's your name, man? This is Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, multiple choice question. In the Oscar-winning film Braveheart, star of The Professor and the Madman, Mel Gibson, played what Scottish freedom fighter? Rob Roy, William Wallace, or Charles Stewart? William Wallace. That is right. correct. Big J, in what film does the main character famously type all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? Um, let's go The Shining. Right. That is correct. Sean, back to you. In 2002, Lisa Leslie became the first player to make what type of basket in a WNBA game? Slam dunk. Right. Slam dunk is correct. Big J, winning an Oscar for his performance, who played the title character in the 1955 film Marty, at the time becoming the oldest person ever to win an Oscar for Best Actor? Oldest person in 1955? Yes. And you're a fan of his work, or at least one piece of his work. Um, Richard Burton? Richard Burton. Wrong. No, what if I told you he was in one of your favorite shows of the 80s involving a helicopter? Oh, man. It would be uh, Ernest Borgnine. Right. Ernest Borgnine. In 1955, he yep. was the one of the oldest? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. That has since changed. He was permanently old. At the time, he was he was the oldest. He was in his 40s. I never would have guessed that. Congratulations, Sean. You got yourself all set up with the night pass to Bogus Basin, and you're also qualified for that season pass, my friend. Hang on just Rest one second. peace, Ernest Borgnine. Indeed. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go as well. And the television show we were talking about of course was what big j airwolf there you go morning after with nick and big j some headlines are next on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j oh headlines are brought to you by team mazda if you need a car loan do-over get online pre-approval with the i pre-check button at goteammazda.com you know the one you hear about on the x all the time check it out for yourself goteammazda.com headlines are as follows what a good boy feels good to be right and fight Feels good to be right. Now listen, Big J, I'm not much to toot our own horn, but I really, honest to goodness, feel like we may have unlocked something yesterday, and I'm going to follow it up with evidence with today's headline story number one, because I think a lot of people would think this is a surprise, but a couple from Arizona purchased a green glowworm toy for their young daughter at a thrift store in El Mirage last week. You remember the glowworms? Like they're little, like little stuffed animal worms that have plastic faces, and you squeeze them, and then they light up. They're yeah. great for kids in their crib. So they decided to wash the toy before giving it to their daughter. Always a good idea when you go to the thrift store, uh, as it was previously owned. But during the cleaning process, the toy they found had been stuffed with a sandwich bag containing about 5,000 fentanyl pills. They contacted the Phoenix police, who seized the stash of prescription drugs and are trying to figure it out. And I think we unlocked something yesterday. I think thrift stores may be drops for drug dealers. Yeah, now uh, the crochet uh, kit with kit, the cocaine. Yeah, where was that? 
that was oh god now i can't remember it, it was just yesterday yeah i know uh, but it was it was maybe california i don't know i can look it up but i don't i don't remember off the top of my head but this it was a different place than arizona for sure and so uh, I just think that maybe because it's a high traffic area and you can find something that you think maybe somebody would know that you could it's a perfect place to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and I guess the risk is, you know, somebody may come in and grab it before you Let's have a get chance the to DEA it. on the phone. But I, I think we may have unlocked something and that could be a thing. Please play thrift store right now. <laughs> you want to hear some Macklemore? Uh, what a good boy or fight. Fight. People get in disagreements all the time, Big J. We, hell, I've made 14 years pretty much doing it, but they usually don't get spray painted in the process. And police in California say a woman was spray painted at a 3rd Street parking lot on Sunday afternoon. They say the woman was sitting in a car at the time of the attack and she was spray painted on her face and neck. The car window and the frame were also damaged. The man who attacked her with spray paint was arrested and charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, among other things. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you what they were disagreeing about, but I can tell you the spray paint ended that disagreement. And it didn't go well for all parties involved. Dude got arrested. Uh, lady had to go and get that taken care of because I can't imagine that's great. Getting spray painted directly in the face and the neck, probably not good for the skin, the pores. And if it got into any orifices, probably not great either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not recommended. Do not do. Not okay. Uh, but what a crappy way to lose an argument. You know what I mean? Get spray painted right in your face. That's why we don't have any spray paint here. Be bad. <laughs> we'll wrap it up with what a good boy. Good boy. And, and sometimes animals really benefit from human help, even wild ones. And the Edgar's Mission Farm Sanctuary in Australia say a sheep was found living in the wild near their sanctuary. Rescuers believe the animal was on his own for several years. They figured that out because when they brought in the animal that they named Ba-Rock, get it, back to the farm, they had to shear him. But they say that the wool that they removed weighed in at 78 pounds. It was the biggest amount of wool they have ever seen on any kind of sheep. They added the animal's fleece was so overgrown it covered part of his face and limited his availability to see. And they say that now he has a permanent home at the facility. And uh, this is uh, guilty pleasure time. I will fully admit that uh, before this story uh, hit the news today, I watched a video on this yesterday. I don't know there was something about it, but I mean, it basically this this sheep looks like a gigantic cotton ball. It, it had to be like you know ten feet in diameter, just a big poof filled with dirty you know awful rotten kind of cotton attached to him. And it took over an hour to shear the sheep, whereas a normal sheep that is you know tended to regularly, it takes about three minutes to shear a sheep. This one took forever to do, but I mean, like the the wool was over his face, so he couldn't see where he was going. And they say that uh, it was lucky they found him because it was pretty clear that he was basically pretty un much malnourished because the wool was so over his face he couldn't get to any real food. So he was like eating like little teeny tiny leaves of grass and mm -hmm. maybe some like dirty puddles, oh. and that's about it. So the good news is he's okay, and uh, they were able to cut off all that ridiculous amount of wool that where it was attached to him. So it's a feel-good story that there's actually a video to if you want to feel good and see uh, Ba-Rock all happy now. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. See, we even have good ones from time to time. Yay! So ladies, from Corey Taylor here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I think I speak for everybody when I say finally, Big J. It's all happening. Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit about underwear last week. Uh, we're going to do it again here because a Minnesota company has created what they call, quote, the self-cleaning underwear, unquote. I wonder what that means. That supposedly, here's what it means, can be worn for days, weeks, or even months without changing. I don't buy it. What, uh, how does now, it self-clean? The underwear is made with a blend of bamboo, <laughs> eucalyptus, beech wood, and copper fibers. It destroys... All smell-causing bacteria and stays clean. The manufacturer only suggests that you let the underwear air out for a few hours before putting it on again. The creator says he got the idea after he traveled to Iceland and didn't pack enough underpants. And he found some sort of combination that made it good to keep them on for a long time, I guess? Uh, yeah, and uh, there's a snazzy YouTube video along with it that shows a, a group of people go on vacation all wearing the same <laughs> 
I'm like, listen, who have they tested this on? Because to me, <laughs> that would make all the difference. <laughs> Are you saying uh, as a chronic swamp ass sufferer, yeah, you don't buy? Yeah. You want, the... I'll tell you what. You really want to test this, Mr. Minnesota man? You give me a pair of these during July, and let's see how long these self-cleaning underwear will last. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't really have any interest either. I mean, I guess the the real you would have to have some sort of hang up or, or you know, be upset about laundry in order to uh, get qualified for this, because I, I don't, it do, you know, I never really get to a point where I'm like, oh, man, I need to wear my underwear for three or four days. Yeah, this would be a good advertising. I think, of course, geniuses like ourselves can come up with this. Mm. The, the underwear you want to wear in a zombie apocalypse. That makes sense, I suppose, if you're a prepper, sure. But uh, like the other uh, the other side to this coin is they can't be cheap either, right? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's This is something that's on Indiegogo. Gotcha. And uh, according to the video, you know, during the, um, the the hotter months, it keeps cool. And then the winter months, it's it's warmer. How that gap breaches, I don't know. But uh, either way, it's interesting. Right. I'd be willing to give it a shot. You would be. I see. I have no interest Just in wearing underwear it, for three It looks days. pretty comfortable. I you mean, it, listen, they could be the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever owned. I still don't think I want to wear them for five days well, in a row. The, you don't have to. I mean, you can wash them. I know, but then why not get regular underwear? But I think that, that what they're saying is this is for those times when you want to travel light. Okay. All right. If you're a nomad and you don't want to pack more than three pair of underwear. But again, I, I, I challenge you. It's also Minnesota company. <laughs> I like your challenge. I want them to meet it and see if they've got the guts to back up their product and throw them on Big J uh, for it, a couple of days. They're called Herculean Cribby. Fancy. Yeah. Uh, very Minnesota term, I guess. So, uh, oh, no, no way. are they still trying to hit, reach their goal or have they hit their Indiegogo goal? Uh, I don't know. I, I just see their video. I haven't seen their Indiegogo page. So. so it could be coming soon. Either way, the technology has been developed. And let's see if they're yeah. brave enough to put their money where their mouth is or where their underwear is. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we'll get you hooked up with a gift card to Section 37 Axe Room where you can go throw some axes, join a league, have a good time, maybe even take your your company and do a, a, a team building thing. I think they're called exercises. Exercises, yeah. Uh, we'll get you squared away with that if you can figure out bad impressions here. Too. Although, would you go if our company said, hey, come to our team building thing that we're doing? Yeah, it would almost be described exactly like that. Uh, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. Uh, for this Section 37 Axe Room gift card that will be mailed out to you. It works like this. Big J has got three clues that revolves around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out the famous person in those three clues or less, then congratulations. You're chucking some axes at some wood. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Travis. All right, Travis, you're up first. Fictional characters here, okay, Travis? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you with the butthead? There you go, man. Bam! One and done. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hang on just one second. And clue three? Uh, well, clue, clue two is <clears throat> TP for my bunghole. Perfect. And then uh, uh, we're going to score. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, and why is Beavis and or butthead uh, in the news? Well, I talked a little bit about it this morning. The Nerd Alert uh, Paramount Plus uh, adding uh, a nice little surprise here. A Beavis and Butthead spinoff movie. And a little more detail, as uh, the, it came out pretty much right after we did the Nerd Alert, uh, the, the Comedy Central released a a video of Beavis and Butthead uh, doing a Zoom interview, which was was pretty funny. You can find it in the Morning After uh, Facebook page, um, that uh, they're going to be making a movie, and uh, they had some pretty uh, Beavis and Butthead-like jokes. Indeed, and they still landed for me, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I'm yeah. 43 years old, and I still giggled at it. Yeah, and uh, Beavis and Butthead, they'll be set in present time, but still be their age that they were when we were kids. And, uh, you know, what videos they might be making for, who knows what they're... But this is going to be the, a movie and not the series. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Is the series on Comedy Central? Is yeah, that what is, the reboot is. is happening? Yeah. Okay, okay. So they're getting a series on Comedy Central, so that's where you can watch new episodes. And then the movie, a new movie, is coming to Paramount+. Plus. 
that you'll be able to watch. So you're going to get a ton of Beavis and Butthead content in, in my the next judge. several several uh, months to years to come, and I am here for it. So that is very, very good news. Uh, no date has been announced yet, right? Just the no, fact that it's no. coming. Yeah. So check out the Morning After Facebook page to check out the teaser for the Beavis and Butthead movie, although it's not really a teaser. It's more of like an announcement kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Because there's not any actual footage in there. It's them just kind of having a little bit of fun. So check it out for yourself and enjoy it as we do. We're going to wrap up the show here next on the x Rock. Five Finger Death Punch living the dream here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us on this Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us on this 25th day of February. We appreciate it. And although it may seem like it, the show was not brought to you by Paramount Plus today, despite the fact that we talked about it a whole hell of a lot. But I'll tell you what, we will sure take some free... <laughs> no, nobody's kicking it out of bed free and crackers, that's for sure. Yeah. If uh, if they want to come to the table, we are uh, we are listening. We'll put it that way. But Hi, it, this is Big J for Paramount Plus. Certainly was not a prerequisite <laughs> as we came into the show. Big J also solved a Russian mystery. Uh, you can check out the podcast if you missed any of that. And he issued an underwear company, a challenge that I am uh, almost willing to bet will go unanswered. But it would be fun as hell if they answered the bell. Uh, that is for Agreed. sure. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today. Uh, that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Today is National Chili Day, Nick. Every time it's all turned into National no, Food Day for you. Not every, not every time, but only on the high notes. And uh, it took me a second. Is it just chilies in general, or chili the the soupy? It's got to be the actual uh, soupy, meal, right? Yes, yes. And it reminds me uh, of uh, a warning that you heeded uh, when I tried uh, Skyline Chili once in Cincinnati. It's, it is the worst, most disgusting thing that's ever been invented. I, it's a, it's an aversion to mankind. I don't know how people can eat Cincinnati chili. Yeah, or even call it chili. But there are people, I mean, listen, there's a restaurant that is a, a franchise that is mm-hmm. built on it. There are people that I know and actually respect that swear by no. it. And uh, I don't respect them when it comes to their food opinions anymore, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> it is... Uh, it is gross and it's wrong and I don't know why anybody would enjoy it. And and Etsy, I went a couple years ago to a, a leadership thing uh, in Cincinnati with our old company, EW Scripts, Nick and it's the first time I used Uber Eats I used Uber Eats to get oh, it was God. stupid, I should have just went and walked down the, the road <laughs> and got it but um, man, I was so excited oh, and it was God. so awful oh. and I just, I I couldn't believe how right you are because usually you're wrong about things. It's just, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like chili flavored water with cinnamon on top of spaghetti. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not good. chili's not supposed to be sweet like that. It's so not good. It, it's, uh, it's, it's not. And it, there's not, not and, and even though it's usually served with a mountain of cheese, there's not enough cheese in the world that could cover up that stuff. You're right, you're right just, about that. Or onions, sir. It's just not good. It's not good. Uh, so stay away from Cincinnati Chili, everybody. But do uh, go to check out Team Mazda because they're going to bring you your next set of X-Rock. If you need a car loan to do over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com, the one you hear about all the time on the X. Check it out for yourself. Jason Drew is up next. We will see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rock.